In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, Ms. Facius, Alaskas, and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship, you're advised that any views expressed by the host or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuck Entertainment or Tuck Entertainment or its partners.
so happy. I was like, you know, humming that Staples commercial song. It's like the most time of the year. You know, I was so grateful that he got my kids over to two really wonderful teachers that I know personally. So I wasn't at all nervous. And I drove home from the school and I just, I was so exhausted. I mean, just the prospect of getting them ready for school. They were up at 5 o'clock, like Christmas morning, couldn't wait to use their new backpacks, their new sneakers, and um, I was gassed by, by 10 o'clock. By 10 o'clock. <laughs> I think it's hard because kids do get so overwhelmed, not in overwhelmed, negatively overwhelmed, excitedly with the beginning of school. And there's so many, so many. Their little tummies are probably all nervous. Did they have? Did they have? Were they? Did they have a good night's sleep? Did they? Were they excited last night? They were so excited, but I ended up. The only way I could get them to go to sleep was to literally. They they sleep. They have fun beds, but they choose. To sleep in my mom's in old bed, my uh, queen size uh, bed. They love to sleep in there together, and I love that. And so they're like, Mom, so lay down with us, and that's for sure a fired way. Like, I can get them to sleep in five minutes if I lay down with them, but the problem is I fall asleep too. And so I fell asleep with them one on each arm, you know, like, oh, I can't move either shoulder or my neck hurts. I didn't wake up till like four o'clock when I got cold. And so, yeah, they slept great. Yeah, they slept great. I can remember that we would cuddle up and we would read, and I think every mom has been there trying to read the story, and the kid nudging you with the elbow saying, Mom, Mom, it's true, it's true, you know, but it's a big change for us, because even though I kept static bedtimes over the summer as best I could, it's just a lot of change, and now we have sports after school, and you know, and of course, you know, my ex-husband who's hit and miss and helping with this stuff. You've got backpacks and you've got sports bags and whose house is it at? Is it at dad's house? Is it at mom's house? And who's going to pick me up? Who's going to take me here? It's a lot of juggling and it's very difficult for a divorced couple. But I was watching a lot of families this morning. I was taking the kids the first day of school. The kids are all excited. The parents were ready to kill each other. It's it is hard to get into that routine, and boy oh boy, those sports schedules really do wreak havoc with any family. You almost have to plan a wedding, a family wedding, around where the sports schedule is, because those sports schedules are so demanding. It's wonderful for the kids. It's a great experience. They'll always have that that team camaraderie and that team those team members. So it is a good thing. It is, but it sure is hard on a family. It is. It's hard on, you know, and it's interesting, Rob, because it wholly depends on the nature of the coach and the people running the program. Like, you had a bad lightning storm last week and caused a lot of forest fires, and it was really lightning out, but it wasn't raining. And I, my coach, canceled practice for the day. Both my kids got in my kids got practice because she's like kids in the open field during a lightning storm, not good. There were teams, though, that practiced. And I and talking to one of the moms on the team, and she's like, well, you know, the odds are our kids won't get struck. The odds are? The odds are. Hello? Hello? Wow. You know? I mean, she's right. 
Ozzy's with Ike and the Ozzy gets struck, but, you know, on the off, you know, on the off, team gets struck and fried because you have to have a practice in 100 degree August weather during a lightning storm. Um, and it's interesting because you've got parents, too, like, it's too, one parent is, you know, and it's not always the man, it's the rah-rah, you have to practice under all conditions, and then you have the other parent who's like, this is insane. This is insane. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry if it's a percent chance that this might happen. This might happen. I don't want my kid out there. Oh, my goodness. No, I remember like three or four years ago, there was this torrential rainstorm, and there was like four parents on our team that insisted on playing, and I remember standing under the easy up with Stephanie, who was a baby, with an umbrella to the side because it was just blowing horizontal rain. Yeah. And it'd be, yeah. you know, 50 degrees, even though it's Southern California, it was just a really nasty day. And it's like, we get like 330 days of sun, you can't take one day off. And I so much flack from it, because I'm like, you guys, this is stupid, let's go home, everybody's going to get sick and frozen, and it's going to take five years off that sports are miserable. By both hair, by both men and women. Men and women. I don't mind a rainstorm. I used to be out there playing in a puddle with the best of them, but boy, when you get either that real bad wind or the chance of lightning, that's when you got to say, yeah, safety first, let's call it a day. Yeah. You know, these things all cause a lot of problems between couples, all these, like not only changes, but these school issues between, you know, between, I used to think it was just because my ex-husband and I are divorced and we can't agree on, you know, the color blue. I think there is a lot of stress in a family when all of these demands come because if you, it's fine if you've got one child and one child has to go to one practice during the week. When you have three and four kids and each of them have to be in a different sector of the county because this one's going to play on this team and that one's going to play over here and of course the times don't ever match. It's very, very stressful. And to that child, that's the most important thing for them right now. For us, in retrospect, we can say, oh, well, say, oh, what a practice, that's not going to be the end of the world. To their world, this is traumatic, and this is a big deal. So it's very difficult sometimes for parents to have to take their adult world and fit it into the cookie cutter of a child's life, because that's what's so important to that child right then and there. And if we given them the commitment of that team, and we want to instill in them that once you commit to something, then you need to follow through with it, unless you've got some, you know, disease or whatever, you've really got to stick with what you've committed yourself to. That's a responsibility and a value that we hope that our children will adopt. It is. It's a catch-22. I know my beloved teacher last year, Metro's beloved teacher, you know, she's got to keep the moment up. They get paid on how many kids show up each day, you know, and that she wants the kids to keep up with their homework, and the kids want to keep up, but I want to take the kids down to, like, down for the day on a school day, because, you know, we don't have lines on the weekend, and, you know, Max was horrified. He's like, no, Mom, you know, we have to be there. This is important, and he's right, but somewhere in the middle, it's like, where we have to be. 
and I think it is so hard to, to hard sort of to, get that right balance because, boy, and there again, talking about stress, and that's something that our guest Susanna Phillips is going to talk to us about, and we've had her on our other show, the Military Mom Talk Radio, and I'm excited to talk to her again because she just had a wonderful perspective and a great wealth of information talking about about post-traumatic stress and trauma. Her book, Healing Together, A Couple's Guide to Coping with Trauma and Post-Traumatic Stress, is a great read, and we encourage people to check out her website as well, and we'll talk more with Suzanne after our break. We've got our first break already, Sandra. Wow, that was fast. It was fast. We're going to be right back on Motherhood Talk Radio in a moment with Dr. Suzanne Phillips. Suzanne Phillips. Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio. We'll send her back right after these Attention parents and teachers. Here's a series of alarming true facts about the current state of teaching reading in the United States. The federal government has spent close to half a trillion dollars to improve reading ability, and yet we still have over 8 million students who do not read on grade level. 440,000 students have a total reading vocabulary of 50 words or less. And the national dropout rate of one student every 26 seconds. Sadly, one of these could be gone. Fortunately, it's not too late to help. Introducing The Reading Show with Dr. Joe. A fast-paced, highly informative, easy to listen to show led by nationally recognized reading authority, Dr. Joe Lockett. For more on Joe show, check out his website, fairfree, online.com. Listen in this week to learn amazingly simple ways to turn this problem around. The Reading Show with Dr. Joe. With your host, Dr. Joe Lockett. Fridays at 10 a.m. Central on Tuggernet.com. Get ready for resources, tools, and support to help you build a successful business and live an awesome life. It's the Women's Business Success Show with your host, founder of the Association of Women Entrepreneurs, Tara McHugh, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Each show will feature a special guest interview. Tara will bring you highly successful entrepreneurs, sharing their stories of success. You'll hear about the challenges they faced along their journey together with advice they have to help you achieve more. You'll also hear from various personal and business development experts sharing tips, solutions, and strategies that you can easily implement in your business and life for amazing results. For more on Tara and her show, check out her website, aofwe.com. Then join us for the Women's Business Success Show with your host, the founder of the Association of Women Entrepreneurs, Tara McHugh. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck. 
bring you interesting, interesting, influential, influential, inspiring, inspiring, helping you make a difference, make a difference, let's get back to the show, here's Sandra back, here's Sandra back. Hey mamas, this hey, is Sandra back and I'm here with Ramen Boy. Boy. Christy Holly has Christy the day off. She actually just texted me saying, oh, no. oh, no. I thought we were running our rerun run today. No, <laughs> for today. No, for God bless you for thinking that. Oh, love you, Christy. But we're talking about change today and rolling with the changes. And one of the big changes that are happening for a lot of us this month is sending our kids to preschool, sending our kids to regular school, soccer starting, uh, some of the other team sports are starting, football and cheer I know have started. That puts a lot of strain on a relationship. And we have uh, Suzanne Phillips, Dr. Suzanne Phillips, joining us today to talk about this. She's written this great book about um, couples healing together after PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, something that affects us uh, when we have some sort of Trauma. It doesn't have to be war. It could be a car accident. It could be a divorce. Specifically, some of these crazy divorces like mine. Um, um, we have Dr. Suzanne Phillips on today to help us figure out some coping strategies to talk about some of these things. Because I'll tell you, when I went to school with my kids this morning and it was jam-packed, couples were arguing right and left. These changes are really hard. And I figured, you know what, if Suzanne can talk us through healing together after some sort of trauma, I think she can help us with soccer. So, Suzanne, what do you think about what we were talking about? Like, do changes cause, I mean, we know they cause trouble in my relationship, Rob's too, but, you know, do you see that as something in common in your practice and in your experience? Well, I would say that the beginning of almost everyone in every family is every family in that
this is the mother. This is the mother. And then the dad and the dad and prouder. And I and I these two parents this morning going Wow. Same situation. Two people reacting completely different. I watched this little girl Lily look from one parent to the other because mom's falling apart. Dad's couldn't be prouder. It was really interesting. I don't know if it's good or bad, it just is. But it was interesting. It was interesting. Well, but actually, what's wonderful about your example is, 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 is that some of the schools that are power of couple will be different, and they can criticize themselves about it. I mean, he could get more car, he could get drunk, or he could making Lily upset, or he could say, Mom, it's going to be great, she's our Lily, she's our Lily. You know, there's ways to use the differences, and there's ways to misuse the differences. These are the times when you want to maximize each other's best potential. If you put it cooking good, put them on the cooking, and you take a look at the homework of the kids of the the stores of homework. But before you can go into the homework, I'm going to give you a thought. I think that one of the things that happens with children that we don't let them do is we don't let them debrief them on their own. Very often these early days, whether they're teens or little ones, we are waiting, we are waiting for them. And we are to tell them, we are to tell them. How how was it changed? How was it changed? How was it changed? Now, having boys, having boys, they were facing by grace. How was the teeth? Great. How was it? Great. So I learned early on the information was going to be shared. Maybe later that night when we were doing a story, something would come out. But with children, if the children, if the family adults are coming out, coming out, I want you to rehash the whole day with someone. They usually wouldn't. Now the child actually wants that time with you. Time with you necessarily wants to talk about it. On the other hand, there's a little one who can't stop talking about it. So you really want to follow their pace. You know, you waited all day, and your kid is in the car, and she's texting, and you really want to dream because you want to have one of the Mom, I'm passing, you know, so, you know, so. In some ways, you've got to be able to step back and let them regulate the anxiety of those early days, even for a short amount of time, before they launch into this sports or dinner or whatever else. Whatever else. We need to help children regulate and regulate because that's the beginning days. I also would I find also it would very helpful in a very helpful education, of course, education, is my background. I would always ask their perspective. perspective. What did you think what about you think something? So it wasn't something. quite so a yes or no answer, yes or no but, answer. I but I think it was always a, a good way to good get way them. To get because them. sometimes if you ask them either a yes or no question, it's almost like you're grilling them that there's going to be either a good answer or not a good answer. And they're not going to let you know they don't want to be judged by whatever answer they have. But if you put it into their perspective, what did you think about having 30 kids in your class this year? Was that hard for you to get to get to know everybody's name or something like that? That puts it in a whole different context because then whatever they say is their choice and it's also not you judging what their answer could possibly be. I think it's a great point whenever you move it away from the 
the cash outlay. And maybe it means maybe all right, we're going to stop this and try something else, and then maybe in the six months we can go back to it. Today we're talking with Suzanne Phillips. She is the author, co-author, I should say, because you authored this with Diane. Yes, Healing Together, a couple's guide to coping with trauma and post-traumatic stress, all kinds of trauma in our lives. But we can get beyond it, and that's, I think, what we're trying to focus on. We're not looking at the immediate stress. We're looking at the path to get beyond it, and then the stress will be behind us. Back in a moment, back in a moment, with Suzanne Phillips. Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beckwith right after these messages. Change, because it's good to 
starting uh, starting a job or a project out of work, uh, how we can as couples navigate that, navigate that, that are without, that are without in the process, that are in the process. One of the things, one of the let's things, go with the topic for a moment, of somebody out of work and how that works for irritation and problems between couples. From what I've seen, and it's all been, it's all hard to see when you're in the fire, in the fire, is the person who can't find a job often feels tremendous shame and helplessness. And often they become somewhat frozen. Now, as much as I might have empathy, and we all have empathy for that, for that point, in some way in that place, the other who might be working like crazy, to see this person in front of a TV, to see this person doing what seems like nothing so productive, can be quite unbearable. I mean, one fellow who wrote a book and called the geography of time, which had someone really waste time to use it differently, and that's probably true probably But one of the things that really needs to help if the person, person who doesn't have the job, job is enlisted, enlisted um, um, to know that what they can what do, they can do within, the home, within the home or in concert or with, in the partner, with the partner makes sense and makes valuable. Sense and, valuable. and that is whether they take over they all, the, all the picking up of the children or the household chores, whether they, whether they in some way, some way start doing something start they can sell, whatever it is they begin to do, no matter how small it is, often people, the one who's doing the one's working outside the home, is extremely grateful. The other begins to pick up something. One firefighter was doing that when he was laid off for a while, and the wife who was working this was very, very helpful very, very to her. Um, it was very hard for him to make that to make the requirement a great effort. Um, but I do think that part of it is a sense of helplessness. What being able to do something that the other partner feels is valuable unlocks is often the confidence needed to interview better to the next job or even begin to creatively creatively Negativity really closes down creative thinking. But if the couple are so appreciating my call, one fellow, he had two shifts. He never saw his kids and and she was living with the five children. They didn't really have that much money. But at some point, he said, I can't go on without seeing our children. She picked up another job, which gave him a little bit of a window to be able to see. But that would not have happened had he not spoken to someone who said, why not share with her the sense of what you carry by doing all the extra shifts while she's the one who she's the children. She actually didn't mind being away from the children. That was not going to happen until they sort of put their heads together. The other thing, and I just want to tell you this story in regards to the piano lessons, is my daughter-in-law, I had the wonderful opportunity to see her ride in the Hampton class, the Hampton class, but I will tell you that when she was 12, she turned to a horse, she not only had to give up her horse, but she was told she could not ride in that, and she had made it as a young major, and now, 23, 13 years later, married, married,
child with babysitting is often helpful. Um, the other thing is that children, when they know your heart is right there and they know you understand what they want, they will be more patient. It's when they feel you, they feel you, they that they really need, really need some time. One woman, young lady who works at a nursing facility says, as soon as her 13-year-old person says, you really want you to see whatever dog you think is, you're going to save your money, I'm not going to stop you. She said, when the time came, she said, I'm not even sure I want to spend my money on this Dismissing, dismissing the, the child's the, point, the of child point of view is, I think, what you were alluding, alluding to. And I think, as, and I think there again, there my background's again, coming out of me. It's so important for us as adults not to dismiss the child. It doesn't mean we're giving in to them, but we have to really listen to that child's point of view. And if something is important to that child, we can't just say, oh, you'll just say for it, or oh, it's not that big a deal. You made to that, to that child. And those kinds of and things, I think, are so important. And that's when sitting, okay, we're sitting, going to okay, we're sort of relax sort of and relax just and all enjoy each other's company, whether it's a board game, whether it's coloring, whether it's getting up Play-Doh and making creations, depending on what age your children are. That's always so, so important. Eating cooking, eating friends, oh, yes. Cooking and kids of all ages get into it. Men, women, everybody. My 93-year-old mom is very young for the cooking show. She just wants to know why they can't deliver the food. Once they make it on the show, which I think is actually great. I agree. I think that's the time that a lot of the media really can be real from family process. And that family process is really very stress-reducing. And I can tell you something, you know, the trenches, like you guys have had this beautiful hindsight, beautiful, beautiful opinion. When you're in the trenches, it doesn't, and I can tell this in all honesty, as a single mother with two kids, full-time working mom, the idea of play with my kids, if it's not around their free-range sport, it's 
not even in my level. In my level. I'm sitting here listening to you guys going, you know, my day is full of activity and obligation and laundry and I do my wife do how I date my kids, my five-year-old or five-year-old. He's old. You know, we have a lot of, we have a lot But you're right and it's almost having to be carved out like a Friday night game right where it's, you know, like we're not sitting down watching TV. Usually what happens, and I'm sure this is not a little kid. Once I get dinner, once I get into them, and the dishes are done, and the lunch are made for the next day, and 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 the next day, it didn't even occur to me, and I think, you know, and I most of us are so overloaded with responsibility, even the stuff we can't shake, you know, you know, it's got to be a place. You did a very good example, a very good example of a show at the end of the day, at the end of the day, opportunity, and that is very good. I tell a couple of I can't find a sitcom and end your day with it. That's okay. I'm not going to I think that's a very different use of their media than when you are replacing living.
Thanks for being with us today on Mother Put Talk Radio with Star Sandra Back. Mother Put 